37 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. Uh, I was going to say sometimes authors because sometimes that's what... But not today. Yeah. Today no, we're talking today. about some sexy new books. Just us. Yeah, but that's exciting. That is exciting. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. we'll get to hear the uh, sexy new book theme, which... We haven't heard that uh, in a while. Our friend Ben yeah. Lehman made for yeah. us as he did all of our theme music. Uh, yes, we're going we're gonna to dig into that a little bit later. How yeah. are you? What's new? Good. I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. Hi. Are you enjoying this uh, post-summer reading program cool down? Fancy tea parties over. Yeah. We're just catching our breath. Yeah, I'm trying to finish some books are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Great. I guess this is technically our, uh, whatever you want to call it. Our bookmark? Is that what we call sure, it? Sure, yeah. We can dive into that. But you know what we didn't mention? We just passed our three-year birthday. The podcast Who originally. Did? You the and podcast? me, the podcast. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. The you make such a big deal about the, original, the uh, uh, other stuff. The original episode dropped actually on August 21st, so a few days away. But we've done, you know, three years worth of podcasts at this point. We so sure have. Quite a milestone. Three years. You were very uh, delicious dish uh, Saturday Night Live there for a minute. Which <laughs> one? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We sure. Have. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about my uh, sweaty books. That's right. All right. So you want to go to the bookmark? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I say I'm cr- trying to finish some books, but really I'm trying to finish Forever Peace. But now right. I'm actually sitting down and reading like chunks of it. Okay. So I'm almost to sixty percent of it. Are you enjoying yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. It's it's weird. It got to fifty two percent. Yeah. Like according, so it got more than halfway done. Okay. Of uh forever piece by joe halderman mm-hmm. and the plot has suddenly revealed itself okay so it's just kind of funny like it's been half the first half of the book is all set up okay and the second half of the book is like this is what the book's about oh. and i had been waiting i'm like sooner or later waiting yeah. this is going to turn and impatiently because i usually have no patience for that no i was fine it was okay. still interesting but Fine. i was kind of like that's good what what is this about yeah so yeah uh, right now it seems that it's about I told you people can like basically like share consciousness okay. by jacking into like right, right. their brains I remember now. and everything. Um, like the Borg. Kind of. That's what you said last time too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, they're going to use that concept is now going to be used to the idea of maybe you can make like world peace. I see. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see how it goes. All I right. don't know if we'll get peace. You don't know? Maybe. Okay. Uh, so that's what, um, but you're, you're enjoying it so far. Yeah. Especially now that it has revealed itself. Right. Other than that, I've just been reading some comics Can I talk about the few comics. I won't talk about them long. All right. I read Green Lantern volume five, test of wills. This is the new 52. Yeah. Green Lantern. I I sort of petered out on this. This is two volumes after Jeff Johns left during his Green Lantern, uh, Renaissance run. (laughs) Uh, and after, um, after te- I read Test of Wills, and then after I was like, oh, wait, when I was reading Gl- Green Lantern during Jeff John's run, mm-hmm. I was also reading uh, the other writers' uh, Green Lantern core, mm-hmm. and now there's the new Guardian, so I'm like, shoot, now I gotta yeah. go back to reading oh, like yeah. three different Green Lantern yeah. books all at once, because you yeah. really do. You gotta go back and you gotta catch Rage of the Red Lanterns, yeah. you gotta catch Larflees, yep. got his own solo for yeah. a while. So, uh, too much. I checked out a lot. I checked out all the new 52 Green Lantern, but now I might wow. have to slow things down. Yeah. Here's some stuff you won't care about. Oh, okay. I read Bullseye's Greatest Hits. This is by Daniel Way. Uh, oh, I say Danielle again. Mm-hmm. Daniel Way. Okay. And oh, who's the artist? You don't like him? He, he so did many. that Wolverine Origins you didn't like. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? I know who. Come yeah, on, I, I can't. Steve I, Dillon. Okay. Steve Dillon does the art. I never. Anyway, it's there. just kind of like a, they're trying, these cops are trying to psychologically get bullseye to tell them where some plutonium is okay kind of like mission impossible uh, but he's not telling them right. and he's bullseye obviously the writers definitely like bullseye and think okay. he's like super cool 
Um, but he's also like a liar and a pretty bad guy. So okay. it's not for everybody. But then I read Punisher versus Bullseye because it's the same creative team. Oh, okay. And they had done a Punisher run. Uh-huh. And reading it, it's like, man, I think they might like Bullseye a little bit more than the Punisher because Bullseye like comes out on top. So obviously, the Punisher can't kill Bullseye. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's that's basically it. Okay. So all right. Uh, well, I have a hot take uh, from our last episode. Oh wait, no. Oh, I read okay. Werewolf by Night. I've started reading Thank Werewolf by Night. You got that I'm sorry, there. Werewolf okay. by Night. Right. A whole bunch of. St- we'll we'll talk more about it later, but. Things are going to get pretty heavy w- with Marvel's 70s monster crew. Ooh, yeah. okay. Is it actually from, the, like, written in the 70s? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, these were, like... That's fun. What happened was the comics code was like, all right, you can use vampires and werewolves okay. now. And Marvel's like, we can use vampires and werewolves! <laughs> so Stop the presses! You got Werewolf by Night. You got Man-Thing. You've got uh, Tomb of Dracula. Uh-huh. And then, uh, who's the other one? There's an oh Frankenstein's monster. Okay. So I'm I'm going to be DC reading. DC has a Frankenstein run too. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, here's <laughs> here's the hot take from last week. So last week's guest Jesse Riles, who was on us for the uh, Timothy Zahn spotlight. Right. He's read Throne Alliance. Neither one of us has. So I asked him to tell me what he thought, and he says as follows. Well, first he asked if I'd read and said that I was dumb because I hadn't. So. Yeah. You know. Cool. Me and Jesse um, agree on this. Do you? I well, haven't read nice. it. Well, I'm glad you guys could hit it off. Wait, why Why did he say you're dumb? It doesn't matter. Because I haven't no, read it. No, it's fine. Because I, I haven't read it yet. I don't need That's the reason. All. Anyway, <laughs> Jesse says, it's good. It tied in two timelines well and did some interesting stuff between Thrawn and Vader. It did deal a bit with the Star Trek away team issues, like why are Grand Admiral Thrawn and the Dark Lord of the Sith the ones on the ground and not the thousands of soldiers and minions who are less vital and yet quite capable? Which is, that's good, because that is always a problem. Like, why are we having the leads, you know, go down there and be the foot soldiers? Yeah, sure. Anyway, it says it did some cool stuff with Vader's internal voice, and he thought it was cool. This is Thrawn Alliance. Thrawn Alliance. Yeah, Yeah. which you, I mean, you're all about Vader's, like, inner monologue. That's what you love about that Vader run. So maybe maybe there's not a lot of inner monologue with it. Oh, okay. I like I don't know. I okay. just like seeing Vader by himself and be like, "Man, you dummy! Yeah, you're so sad." Okay. Anyway, well, maybe you'll be into it. All right. Uh, my bookmarked. I finished some things. All right. So tell us what you finished. I finished uh, "Keep Moving" by Dick Van Dyke, which I had started last week. I gotta tell you, I <laughs> uh, I didn't want to read this book for a long time because I just thought it was about like Dick Van Dyke being like, "Get a shower chair," you know, because it's all about like aging. But huh. it was a lot more. <laughs> that seems insulting. <laughs> well, uh, that's what I'm saying. I was wrong because it's a lot more just about like enjoying life and appreciating the moment and just like wherever you are finding. So I thought actually the message really applied well, you know, yeah. regardless of what point of your life you're in. So I actually donated a copy to the library in memory of my grandpa. So that's coming in. So uh, okay. anyway, I finished that. I read uh, Star Trek Boldly Go, Volume 2. That's a comic. This is the, the comic series that picks up after Beyond. It's kind of a lackluster uh, issue. I wasn't all that into it, but yeah, what you, you know, do? whatever. Uh, let's see. I read In the Midst of Death. Okay, so this, uh, you're familiar with Lawrence Block, Buffalo, oh, Buffalo born Lawrence Block. You know uh, am about? I? No. Okay. Go on. Well, he <laughs> writes uh, He writes the Burglar series. He writes the Matt Scudder series. You remember Liam Neeson's uh, Walk Among the Tombstones came out a couple years back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I know Walk Among the Tombstones. Okay, it was a, the... That's uh, a Matt Sc- Liam Neeson Liam is playing... Neeson movie. He's playing Matt Scudder in that, so... Uh, uh, in the Midst of Death is book three in the Matt Scudder series. The first one, Sins of the Father, is great. I highly recommend that book. Second one, not so much. This one I also found very disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like Scudder... So his deal is he he's a cop who... Uh, 
made a mistake and then was sort of like let off the hook for it but couldn't live uh, with himself so he yeah. like leaves the force and is basically like an unlicensed pi essentially like people go to him when they need help that's the basic premise that's where he's at you know he's kind of a haunted guy uh getting dragged into these situations right um and so he's a great character his interactions with the other characters are good but the central plot in this one all about it's hard to tell you without giving much away, but basically just all about somebody being blackmailed and, and possibly set up for a murder for some weird motives. But it just it just could never get away from that dull story. Oh. You know, so there's like a lot of good writing in there, but the central story you just don't care about, or at least I didn't. In the midst so. of boredom. Yeah, that was you. That's a better title. That was that's you. a better title. Right. Yep. I also that finished the, uh, the Princess Diarist by the late Carrie Fisher. Uh, I love her stuff. I love her writing. Yeah. Shockaholic's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Wishful Drinking is probably my favorite. Right. This was very good. Yeah. So this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is the last one. This is the last one, yeah. A lot of love letters to Harrison Ford in this, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes. And uh, see, a lot of a lot of the lead-up was that, you're, you know, these are the diaries she kept while she was filming Star Wars, and those were such a small part of this, and the only diary entries we got were about her uh, affair with Harrison Ford, which is interesting, but not what I thought the book was going to be about and not really what I wanted it to be about. Okay. But I just, I like her writing so yeah. much that I just went right along with it. And I actually thought her diary entries were, I don't know, very personal. Well, yeah, personal, <laughs> but very poetic and yeah. uh, kind of beautiful. So I, even though it wasn't what I wanted it to be, I still ended up like enjoying the ride. Okay. So, Good. Uh, I haven't read her novels. I need to pick up, uh, her the w- others really i didn't know she had fiction oh yeah she wrote um, postcards from the edge which was made into a movie huh? uh that has a sequel and she has a couple other standalone novels so yeah pretty pretty uh pretty prolific in the 90s mostly with her novels okay but th- they're all pretty well reviewed uh anyway let's see what else do i have here mm-hmm. do you need some help no that's all that okay. i finished i'm currently reading a graphic novel okay um Oh, I see on Twitch, Miss Music Box agrees with me on the Princess Diaries. She also yeah. was not expecting the focus to be where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Volume 2, part of the Rebirth. Wh- who is Artemis? Who is Artemis? Not what yeah. is Artemis. Oh, yeah. That's what I almost said. Oh. <laughs> what is Artemis? Yeah, it's kind of a weird yep. team. Uh, it's it's uh, Jason Todd as yep. Red Hood. It's Bizarro, like Bizarro Superman, and Artemis. So it's a different makeup, but... I really enjoy the writing. So so far, I'm liking the series. All right, and then you. Well, yeah. I mean, you've liked the Red Hood series for a while. Well, for some reason, these Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, it started really strong, and then that mm. the original like New Fifty Two run really like went to pieces. Man, later on, and then there was a little middle thing where Starfire was off on her own, and then it was just Red Hood and Arsenal. So she saw the writing on the wall. You know, it's it's been it's been all right. Okay. Uh, and then finally, I'm reading a Star Trek uh, The Next Generation book called Fortune's Light. That's weird. It's a... Uh, by Michael Jan Friedman. It's a Riker book. Yeah. I don't know. I, would you, no, I'm kidding. I was trying to come up with a way like, oh, it's such a big surprise you read Riker. Yeah. I do like Riker. He's one of my favorites. Okay. I'm reading this in a little uh, nerdy Star Trek book club with a couple of pals, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, and that's it for me. Okay. That is it for me. I started playing some games. I started Uncharted 2. Have you have you played these games? No. Okay. I'm haven't. gonna someday. Well, I like it. I All like right. it so far. Uh, and what else? Uh huh. Didn't I, I feel like I watched a movie or something? I was like, no, no. You know what? What? I started Castle Rock. Yay! Based on uh, not any one particular Stephen King thing, but uh, 
basically like the Stephen King books all a lot of them have this sort of central shared universe where you get little little, little Easter eggs, little snippets from other books, and that's basically the series. Right. Um, a lot of it's taking place at Shawshank, so you of course have that. It's got the main setting. Really, um, they picked Shawshank. Yeah, I noticed right. some. Uh, there was some call-outs to The Shining and uh, Cujo, and a few other little things where you could... I'm sure there was a million more, but there are little ones that you see here and there, which, you know, was pretty cool. Right. Uh, I watched two episodes. Uh-huh. I wasn't instantly taken with it. I've you heard know? so many mixed things about this yeah, show. Yeah, I... Yeah, I I have a mixed review. I mean, ultimately, I'm interested in what's going on. And I think a lot of that is casting because the lead characters, very compelling and a few others uh, are good as well. But it didn't start great. I mean, it just it didn't grab me from the get go. And it really was a long time before I was invested. And even now, I'm not like it's not as good as I wanted and hoped it to be. Yeah. I think so, that's what a lot of people have been feeling. Yeah, but it's early, so I'm I'm going to stick with it for a while longer. I, I hope to get there. Okay. Is this one that you plan on watching? I was, but all the mixed reviews. Okay, yeah. So you might still like it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Okay. That's it for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did want to mention, uh, of course, we're saddened by the loss of Aretha Franklin. And if I was going to recommend one Aretha Franklin album, I think I would go with Lady Soul. Uh, it's always been my favorite. It's got uh, Since You've Been Gone on it, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Just a great a great album. Right. So check that out. I also really like um, Think, which she does in the Blues Brothers movies. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, we've got a lot of Aretha Franklin uh, music and biographies here in the collection. So stop in and check them out. All right. That's it for me. Okay. Shall we move on to some bookmark? No, sorry, book news. Yeah, what are you talking about, man? I actually have a little news here because the uh, the Thriller Awards were announced. Ooh, I'm on the so edge of my seat. Are you thrilled out of your mind? Well, yeah, maybe. All right, so here they are. These were announced at Thriller, Fre- Thriller Fest recently in New York City, and they are as follows. Best hardcover novel, Final Girls by Riley Sager. Best first novel, The Freedom Broker by K.J. Howe. Best paperback original, Grievance by Christina Bell. Best short story, Charcoal and Cherry by Zoe Z. Dean. Uh-huh. Best young adult novel, The Rains by Greg Hurwitz. Are you familiar with that? No. Greg Hurwitz, though. He's a... Oh, it's The Rains. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's a zombie story. Oh, okay. I believe. All right. Uh, and best ebook original novel, Second Chance by Sean Black. Mm. So stop in and check any and all of those out from our collection. And would you like to move into some book news? Advanced notices. Yeah. Here we go. I think I would. Man. What? It's just a lot of me talking is all. Do you want to sing a little song or something? Uh, No. Okay. Well, thank I you. I can talk more about Werewolf by Night. Uh, Yeah, sure. He his name is Jack Russell. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. Is it really? Uh, yeah, they That's didn't stupid. know the guy writing him uh, didn't real wasn't a dog person. Didn't know there was a breed of dogs called Jack Russells. He so just he landed just, on he, Jack. He Russell. landed on Jack Russell and then was like, he's also a werewolf. That's and stupid. but you know what? I read the first like the yeah. two origin issues of yeah. Werewolf by Night. Real good stuff, actually. Really? Yeah, really, uh, uh, okay. really surprising. Huh. So anyway, that's. Okay. That's me trying to save this podcast sure. from whatever you're doing to it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, these are advanced notices. So yeah. these are going to be coming to you in the next couple of months. In large print, we have a large print adaptation of Night Gaunts and Other Tales of Suspense by none other than oh, yeah, this looks Friend scary. of the Library, scary. Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah. So we have this in standard print, but now you large print aficionados will also have it in large print. Uh, next from Jeffrey Archer, we have Heads You Win. 
historical novel here. Let me tell you a little bit about it. As you win. Leningrad, Russia, 1968. Alexander Karpenko is no ordinary child, and from an early age, it's clear he's destined to lead his countrymen. But when his father's assassinated by the KGB for defying the state, he and his mother will have to escape from Russia if they hope to survive. At the docks, they're confronted with an irreversible choice. Should they board a container ship bound for America or Great Britain? Alexander leaves that... Oh, it's America or Great Britain. Yeah. Alexander leaves that choice to the toss of a coin. Oh, boy. In the... Oh, I'm not even going to say that. I hate when people... Never mind. What? This gives away too much. It gives away more right. than I want to know. All right. Stop looking. So nobody else gets Switch. it. Switch. Uh, here's a bit of a scoop. Uh-huh. Uh, David Baldacci, you mm-hmm. know, the uh, the Amos Decker, the memory man, or uh, uh, King and Maxwell series, a very popular author, mm-hmm. starting a new series. Oh, look at that. Following a character called Atlee Pine. Ugh. Uh, So this is coming out. (laughs) Long Road to Mercy by David Baldacci. I feel like... Yes. Maybe when people make fun of fantasy genre character names, we should go into, like, the thriller section. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. How is Atlee Pine any better than, like, Carpathia Ginger Snap? Yeah. Well, that sounds delicious, <laughs> but other than that, I, I don't, don't know. know what Atlee Pine, an FBI special <laughs> agent assigned to the remote win- wilds of the western United States. Ever since her twin sister was abducted by a notorious serial killer at age five. Uh-huh. Jeez, David Baldacci. Yeah, well, Atlee he's in a mood. Atlee spent her life hunting down those who hurt others, and she's the best at it. She mm. could be one of the Bureau's top criminal profilers if she didn't prefer catching criminals in the vast wilderness of the West to climbing the uh. career ladder in the D.C. office. Her chosen mission is a lonesome one, but that suits her just fine. Yeah. Well, maybe it will suit the readers. This I is don't know what I'm saying. Beldacci, I mean, for, for the sake of my job and his popularity here, I have given it several yeah. college tries yeah. to read a good David Beldacci book. You never graduated Man. college. I did. You went to college five years. Nope. In a row. Nope. I went and I graduated. Oh, right. So, <laughs> but I, no, I can't. I'm just, I yeah. don't like his writing. I've yeah. tried a few different times. I read a King and Maxwell for book club. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, hated maybe it. Maybe you'll like but I Atlee Pine. I don't think so. No, maybe you will. I don't think so. Come on. No, I don't think so. All right. I can't make you do anything. All right. <laughs> uh, that's your advance up? notices. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right. A little peek behind the curtain. Ooh. Uh, Nick and I are recording a bit early. True. Because I got to go. I got to travel. So yeah. we can't record on our normal monday yeah friday is my day to record yeah so uh instead of doing the hardcover adult fiction which wouldn't have changed much we're gonna look at the hardcover young adult fiction all right which also doesn't change much yeah that's true we haven't we haven't done a while while. yeah Yeah. all right so we're going to the new york times bestsellers list i think we should we're looking at the young adult uh hardcover fiction to see what's made it okay so number 10 thunderhead by neil schusterman this has been here for a while yeah, that's familiar. What is, do you remember what's that about? Will the Thunderhead intervene when the uh, Sithodom spirals out of control? Okay. I think they kill people who are too old or commit crimes huh. or something. Okay. They have giant scythes. They wear robes. Right. Uh, there's two of them. This is the second one. Look, I'm telling you everything I know about this book. Okay. Please, please stop questioning I, me. All right. All right. All right. I don't want to hassle you. Um, so what's next? Uh, number you, nine you me. is Leah on the offbeat. Ooh. No, you, you, you say that every time I read the title, Lee on the Offbeat. And then I say, Leah faces challenges when her tight-knit group of friends starts to fracture and you lose all interest. Yeah, I don't want So you just need to that. calm down. Lee on the Offbeat, it's, you're not the audience. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Furyborn yeah. is at number eight. Two girls separated by a millennium are connected Furyborn. by a prophecy. So the prophecy is the thing connecting the them. The prophecy connects them? Yeah. Okay. That's which yeah helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. 
Uh, Alice, oh yeah, Alice must go to her deceased grandmother's estate to rescue her mother, but I think this is like an Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Uh, I see. I don't know. I'm basing it on the nonsense cover. <laughs> uh, the Hazelwood, it's, I mean, it's just a bunch of trees and some night. This style of cover uh-huh. is everywhere. This is the Hazelwood? The Hazelwood, the, uh, I can't remember the names, like the Thief, the Portrayed Thief, The Prince Thief, all these like different wow. fantasy books all have this very similar style. Okay. I can't keep them uh, straight. Well, why would you have to? Yeah. Uh, hey, Nick. Yeah? Did you know one of us is lying? What? And one of us is telling the truth. Who is it? Nick, you're dumb. <gasps> you're lying. Oh. I knew it. All right. Or are you the liar? No. Okay. I'm well, one of us is lying. I'm telling That's the, the important thing. Okay. Uh, for five students, a detour into detention ends in murder. Whoa. Yeah, murder of one's time. Unexpected. Uh, hey. Yeah. Down at number four, uh, five. Okay. Down, but not forgotten. That's not a phrase. No. <laughs> uh, Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We both tried to start this. Yeah. I got a third in. Yeah. Maybe a fourth. Yeah. A fourth is smaller. Yeah, fourth is all smaller. All right. I only yeah. got a fourth into yeah. Turtles All the Way Down. Yeah, Turtles you All the Way Down. F- you finished it? Yeah, I powered through. All right. Well, here's one I finished at number four, Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Winner oh, of yeah. the, uh, what was it, Mystery? Edgar. Edgar Award. The yeah. Edgar Award. The yeah. Young Adult Edgar Award. And yeah. I still don't understand why probably it was the sus- for Mystery. Probably the suspense aspect of it. Hmm. You know, Edgar Awards for Edgar Allan Poe, of course. So. All right. Well, here's a book I don't understand why it exists. Hocus Pocus and the All-New Sequel by A.W. Jantha. What? Poppy fights to save her family from the Sanderson sisters. What is this? Hocus Pocus. A sequel to? The movie Hocus Pocus. Like the Bette Midler movie Hocus Pocus? Yes. The, D- the Disney movie that is now just the Disney Channel movie because it's not a good movie. Uh, it's getting a book sequel for the young adults. So wow. I don't know. Doesn't your wife di- love this movie? Yes. but So I don't, she's the audience. Yeah, she's the audience. Congratulations. It's, like, it's, it is adults. It's okay. people who were kids when I was a kid. Okay. And... So it's just very confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's getting a sequel, and I can't imagine it's any better than the movie. I hope it is. Yeah. Hey, I'm, you know what? What? Speaking of movie sequels and prequels, you still haven't read that Jurassic Park book about Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Evolution of Claire. You gonna do it? She just it just didn't seem anything like the character. Yeah. I like. I don't know. Yes, I'm going to read it wow. sometime. Anyway. Let's do number two. It's confusing. Children of Blood and Bone. Hey, sorry I said let's do number two. <laughs> <laughs> Should take care of that before we start. Oh, boy. All right. Number two, Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Edemi. Uh, Zali fights to restore magic to the land of Orisha. <laughs> okay. How's that any funnier than uh, the other one, the Pine Tree Babblebrook girl? Atley Pine? Yeah, Atley yeah. Pine. I don't know. Say this one again. Let me hear it. Pine me... Tree Babblebrook? Babel That's the name, Pine Tree Babblebrook? <laughs> no, Children of Blood and Bone. Okay. I don't know what you were laughing at. Oh, the land of uh, Orsha? Yeah. All right. I, yeah. Uh, can you guess what's number one at the young adult section? The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. How'd you know? It's been there for since the dawn of time. Been I think. there for 76 weeks. Since Littlefoot's mom gave anywhere. him that tree star. Has that been on the uh, huh. top of the... <laughs> I not only do I appreciate the land before time, I appreciate the the tree star. Do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so some things you never forget. What about the things you do? One forget? of the all time saddest moments in cinema history uh-huh. has got to be Littlefoot's mom dying. Yes. Spoiler. Yeah. Now it happens like at the first fourth of yeah, the film. Yeah, it's very first early third? on. But man, yeah, he just doesn't understand why she won't get up. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Her death is sadder than Bambi's mom. Oh yeah. Bambi's mom is just like, mom, where but, are you? But yeah. I think that I could get through that, but I don't think I could get through Dumbo's mom rocking him through the 
like bars. Uh-huh. I think that would just make me cry. They're making a live action Dumbo. Oh. With Michael Keaton and uh, other people. Someone's going to be like rocking Will Smith. and I don't know. They've, uh, they've CGI'd Dumbo. Okay. And given him like the saddest eyes you've ever seen. Ugh. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it's very sad. Hmm. So that's, okay. that's it. Well, for all you Dumbo fans out there. Yeah. It's finally your day. It's finally there your day There are dozens of them. All right. That's, uh, that's it. Okay. That's it for the Young Adults Hardcover Fiction. All right. Well, I think we need, I need, think we need some beautiful music to take us into our spotlight today. Sexy new book club. Well, it's that time. Summer reading program's over. We've got time to go look at the shelves, see what's exciting, see what's new, and find some sexy new books. Yeah. Uh, so take it away, my good man. Do you want to tell people what we do? Well, what we do is <laughs> we take some time. <laughs> we look at the new books that we have in the collection. We see what we're excited about. Usually it's something that we've ordered, so we've known that it's coming. Uh-huh. Uh, but we take take a look at ones that are piquing our interest. We, we explore them a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, read a little section of it, and see if it's one that we actually are going to read or not. Right. And I don't think our history with actually reading these... Uh, uh, has I read Batman through. Nightwalker. Yeah, you did. So, and I kind of liked it. Yeah, and I read Star Trek uh, Drastic Measures. So, well, there you go. So that's two. All right, two yeah, out of you read a Star Trek book. Thirty. <laughs> that was you know that was a bit. Well, I read a Batman. Yeah, book. I was gonna say. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. Why don't you go first? Oh, I get to go first. Yeah. Why don't you? All right. So the young adult books I got because I get the three young adult books. You yep. get the three adult books. Yep. The young adult books I got. They all kind of feel like they're in a mood. Oh. Like they're all in a shared mood. So well, let's see moody. if we can figure it out. Okay. Uh, I'm moody. How dare you? What? The first book I've got is called... Um, whoa. Sorry. That's I, all right. I've moved things all around. The first book <laughs> I've got is called Notes for My Captivity by Kathy Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here we go. Okay. Uh, Adrian Cahill cares about three things. Getting into a great college, mm-hmm. becoming a revered journalist like her idol, Sidney DeClay. And, and stamp collecting. And making her late father proud of her. <laughs> Sorry, I made a stamp collecting joke when it was about a dead father. Yeah, you're a monster. Didn't, I didn't know that that's so where when, it was. I didn't know where it was going. So when Adrian is offered the chance to write an article that could get her into her dream school and debunk her foolishly optimistic stepfather's claim, no belief, mm. that a legendary family of hermits is living in the Siberian wilderness, there's no questions what she's going to fly across the world. Okay. After all, it's the trip of a lifetime. Sure is. But the Russian w- terrain is even less forgiving than Adrian. Mm. And when the disaster strikes, nothing, not the flirtatious guide of, or her stepdad's obsessively de- detailed preparations, can protect Adrian from sheer force of nature. Well, Ooh. I went cross-eyed there for a second. Now she's being held captive by the family she was convinced didn't exist. Whoa. And her best hope for escape is to act like she cares about befriending them, even if it means wooing the youngest son. Sharp and sensitive, Kathy Park's Notes from My Captivity is darkly funny and thought-provoking. <laughs> Novel about survival. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. And the power of shape of your own journey. Wow. <laughs> Listen. Wow, you went dark. Yeah. So look at the cover. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's a uh, good cover. It is a good cover. It's the number. What what do you? It's Roman. Not Roman. Hash hash marks. Yeah, it's hash marks, but it's trees. Yeah, tree hash marks. Uh, so has she written anything else? Lifeboat, click, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Click. Let's just move on right there. No, I want I want to read. Click. All right, hold on. I'm gonna read the first. I'm gonna yeah, read yeah, from yeah. the first. Yeah, chapter. give us give us a little give us a little All taste. Right. Uh oh, uh, there's a little uh four line poem here at the beginning well well i have a family and they have me they have me they have me mm. creepy i want to put a pin in that because i have a question to ask you when you're done with this so help me remember what are we putting the remember. pin in 
Uh, talking about the little poem at the beginning. Okay. Uh, my mother puts a lot of stock in dreams. She, she says she dreamed of me before I was born, knew the color of my eyes and hair. She made me, she named me Adrian in her sleep. And that's the name she gave me when I came along, blonde haired and blue eyed, just as she predicted that the night I lost my father, she <laughs> dreamed a heart monitor line went flat, but I'm not a superstitious person or one inclined to believe in the magical supernatural. Mm. So I'm not alarmed, just annoyed mm. when the morning my stepfather and I are leaving for our trip, Mom wakes from a nightmare about what will happen to us in Siberia. I did not like that. It felt wow. It felt very like YA in a in a bad way to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. It's just kind of like goofy and a little too. You're so judgy. Low. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I thought that was the whole point. I look Snap at my judgment. stepfather submerged under the water and begin to scream. Oh my gosh. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I know that screaming is the worst thing I can do. Spoiler that alert. I need to be as silent and invisible as the beast and the humans in the woods, or they will follow my voice as well as my scent and find me here, defenseless. I don't care. I scream until I am hoarse, and then I finally stop, exhausted. That's the first couple lines of part two. Hmm. I feel like you gave away a major. You don't plot know. Point. He might be fine. He might be fine. I, I'm submerged underwater sometimes. Are you really? Pretending to be like a dolphin? Oh, trying to get well, your tub I mean, to just, drain? Just swimming. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. And personal. Thank, oh, sorry. Yeah. Nick pooped his pants until he was 32. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. All's fair. I said your tub is a slow drain. You said I was a pants pooper for my first three decades on earth <laughs> it's totally fair listen it's totally comparable listen it's okay because one of us is lying yeah so uh, ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks to one of our twitch viewers here hg editor reminds me that i was going to ask you a poem. question yeah. about a poem so <laughs> here's my question often novels yeah. will have a beginning a, poem, a poem yeah. at the beginning or maybe like each part or maybe e- each chapter do uh-huh. you read them yeah you do yeah and does it affect the way you experience that it depends book for uh, that chapter it's a case-by-case situation i i don't know i think i don't i don't like willingly be like no i'm not gonna read it but uh-huh. i don't really pay much <laughs> attention to it all right you know i never am like yes i'm gonna yeah. take this it's, in it's setting the mood a, yeah that's it yeah books don't have music so sometimes i gotta put poems sometimes you gotta put a poem at the beginning yeah. like i, oh, I don't know i'm not a fan now. i don't really like it all right i don't when it's like a when I start a book and I open the page and it's like a big long thing and it's like Albert Einstein, I'm like, I don't want to read. I want to read an Einstein quote before I start this Why? novel. I don't know. I just don't want Sometimes to. Sometimes the quotes are interesting. Maybe they are. Like when Einstein's like, the greatest threat to humanity is humanity itself. Did Einstein say that? I don't know. I just oh. made it up. Wow. That was pretty good. Thanks, That's man. a pretty good quote. Quote me. <laughs> if Einstein didn't say it, we can attribute that to you. Yeah. So all right. You better. Dibs. Fingers crossed that Einstein did not say that. <laughs> all right. First for me, uh, Nick. Yeah. I have Macbeth by Joe Nesbo. Hey, don't say that anymore. Macbeth? Stop it. Oh, sorry. You've heard in the podcast. Well, we're not in a play. Oh, is podcast not a... Is this not an act of play? No, wait. Not an act of play. An act of theater. Listen, I... I, Nick is not even close to this kind of a person off off mic. He's mean. He's belligerent. He swears a lot. Is this still about your bathtub? <laughs> Some people have slow drains. Sorry, it's not a Some of, one of us is lying. You're right. <laughs> but sir, I, w- I worked in a dinner theater for several years, oh, and okay. this was taken very seriously. And someone jokingly said it, and they made him like go out and do this ritual. Right. Otherwise, the play was doomed. Yeah, throw salt and the in play his was eyes. Greece, so it was already yeah, yeah it was already you know, in trouble. It was a fifty-fifty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, 
They so took that seriously at a college play. Out co- college plays. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, don't say it." I'm like, yeah, Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. Wow, look at you, look at yeah. you. All right, do the ritual. Oh no, Go salt outside. in my eyes. Okay, <laughs> Macbeth by Joe Nesbo. So this actually is an adaptation of Macbeth by uh, Bill Shakespeare, uh, written by Joe Nesbo, author of the Harry Holy series, uh, of which I'm not a fan. Oh. You're not a fan of the Harry Hole series? No, but I've only read The or Bat. Or Macbeth. I've only read The Bat, mm-hmm. which is the first book written, but it is not the first book that was translated into English. That's The Snowman. Uh, that's the first one? Mm, that's an early one. All right. Snowman comes later in the Frosty series. Returns. Snowman, which was turned into a movie with Michael Fassbender yeah. that no one saw. Right, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, people love that series. Uh-huh. I'm not really a fan of the character. It's a little too dark. But anyway, <laughs> this, uh, this adaptation of Macbeth, for some reason... Like, I ordered it uh-huh. special because it wasn't part of the regular series, so we had to order it uh, outside of standing order. And then it comes in, and I'm just, I'm always intrigued by it. I don't yeah. know why. I don't particularly like the story of Macbeth. I mean, I like it, but I'm not, you know, I got to run out and watch every version of Macbeth. But for uh, some right. reason, I mean, I like the cover. I think it's a cool cover. Yeah. Just a rail depot, somebody just walking down the street, looks a little down on his luck, looks like it's an industrial area. Uh huh. I'm going to say Cleveland because of the faded glory. What about Detroit? <laughs> Uh, no, because there's a working train. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <All right>. Somebody <laughs> did not enjoy RoboCop. <laughs> All right. Blood will be paid for in blood. What? Blood will be paid for in blood. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Albert Einstein. Just kidding. <laughs> say that. Set in the 1970s in a rundown, rainy industrial town of your choosing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Joe Nesbo's Macbeth centers on a police force struggling to shed an incessant drug problem. Hmm. Duncan, chief of police with a stupid name, is idealistic and visionary. A dream to the townspeople, but a nightmare for criminals. The drug trade is ruled by two drug lords, one of whom, a master of manipulation named Hecate, has connections with the highest in power and plans to use them to get his way. Hecate's plot, which I'm probably not saying that right, hinges on steadily and assiduously manipulating Inspector Macbeth, the head of SWAT, and a man already susceptible to violent and paranoid tendencies. What follows is an unputdownable story of love, Mm -hmm. guilt, Mm -hmm. political ambition and greed exploring the darkest corners of human nature and the aspirations of the criminal mind i should not be surprised because uh this brother likes his dark stories so he does here we go he does part one chapter one the shiny raindrop fell from the sky through the darkness towards the shivering lights of the port below Cold, gusting northwesterlies drove the raindrops over the dried-up riverbed that divided the town lengthwise and disused railway line that divided it diagonally. The four quadrants of the town were numbered clockwise. Beyond that, they had no name. Mm -hmm. No name the inhabitants remembered, anyway. And if you met those same inhabitants a long way from home and asked them where they came from, they were likely to maintain they couldn't remember the name of the town either. The raindrop went from shiny to gray as it penetrated the soot and poison that lay in a constant lid of (laughs) mist over the town, despite the fact that in recent years the factories had closed one after the other, Mm. despite the fact that the unemployed could no longer afford to light their stoves. In spite of the capricious but stormy wind and the incessant rain that some claimed hadn't started to fall until the Second World War had ended Mm -hmm. by two atom bombs a quarter of a century ago. In other words, around the time Kenneth was installed as police commissioner, from his office on the top floor of Police HQ, Chief Commissioner Kenneth had been (laughs) misruled the town he he had then misruled the town with an iron fist for 25 years. Irrespective of who the mayor was and what he was or wasn't doing or what the powers that be were saying or not saying over in Capitol as the country's second largest and one most important industrial centers sank into the quagmire of corruption, bankruptcies, crime, and chaos. Uh, 
It's <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Uh, yeah. I too bumped on the name yeah. Kenneth. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What did you think? Dull? I think you, you need to watch yourself in a place where Police Commissioner Kenneth. Police Commissioner Kenneth. I yeah. know it was pretty funny, but I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I feel like it might be a difficult book to read. <laughs> I mean, it's written in kind a lot of, of big a, words in there. Well, no, it's just written in kind of a clunky way, which right. is, I think is a stylistic choice. But well, also it's translated, right? Yes, it is so, translated and translated yeah. from Norwegian. Mm, I can't remember where. Just Jonas what goes from? Yeah. Um, Come on. I don't know. Give up the information. Nordic crime fiction. Yeah. It says so. Yeah. So, anyway, I wonder what. I wonder how, like that is to translate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as somebody who's translated before with the James Pattinson with the James Pattinson book. The James book, Pattinson book yes. Yeah. For years now, yeah. it seems like my father's lies days, and other stories. Uh, I long-time believed. listeners will remember that Eric was dragged into a convoluted yeah process. Ghost writing. He's ghost and translating. Translating, editing from he's been Dutch. Very shaky with the yeah. details. But Dutch into right. Japanese into English back um, into Dutch. I don't know. So. I don't know. All right. I I am intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. She also watched Throne of Blood by Akira Kurosawa. You think so? Yes, it's a, a samurai retelling of Macbeth. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. All right. Samurai, I don't know if you like samurai. it. Samurai. Okay. Hmm. Go ahead. I'm trying to decide. Yours is up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, which one do I want to pick? I guess I'll just pick the one here on the top. Do it. Contagion. Make it happen. This is not the move. This is not the book based on the uh, Matt Damon movie. Uh, Matt Damon yeah, was I in it. Matt Damon. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, look, the cover says, help is light years away. Ooh, is this a space book? I don't know anything about this. All right, so this book is called Contagion. What do you think of the cover? It's cool. I kind of like it. It looks a uh, little little 90s, maybe. 90s? What bit. 90s were you growing a up in? A little bit. The regular ones. The oh. ones that you were as well. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right, so it got in us. After receiving an urgent SOS from a work detail on a distant planet, a skeleton crew is dispatched to perform a standard search and rescue. Bi- <gasps> is this like a quarantine on a spaceship book? Mm, Most that's pretty are good. dead. That's pretty but good. when the crew arrives, they find an abandoned site littered with rotten food, discarded weapons, and dead bodies. Dun, dun, dun. Don't set foot here again. Wouldn't dream of As it. As they try to piece together who or what could have decimated an entire operation, they realize that some things are best left buried, and some monsters are only too ready to awaken. Do you like it? Oh, that was okay. That was just the synopsis. That was the synopsis. Okay, I thought yeah. you were diving right in. All right. Uh, it's got a little uh, italicized. Uh, do you look Prelo. at the maps? Let me ask you that. Do you look at the maps? Heck when you yes. Get them? I look at the maps and I go back to the maps. I see. Every time I'm like, oh, where are they now? Oh, wow, they're far. Do oh, you? they're closer now. Is that true? Do you do that? Yeah. I don't think I've ever in my life thought of those with anything but like decoration for the inside of the book. Yeah. Huh. I think, I mean, I don't know if it started with the Jurassic Park books because oh. Crichton would put those in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantasy books, I'm like, oh, cool. That's where well, they are. As, uh, as Wendy, the, they uh, must have taken that road. <laughs> as Wendy Corsi Stobb was saying when she was here, like for her for her uh, trilogy, uh-huh. she was like married to that map. Like she yeah. had to go back and look and see like, yeah. would it make sense for them to get to here to there? So she actually used it as a writing tool. Yeah. Um, so I know I, some people do, but I... I think the only thing that I ever like go back to mm-hmm. is uh, like Ken Follett's Century Trilogy has yeah. uh, characters mm-hmm. in the beginning and it has them like arranged by family. So sometimes it's uh, sort of like, how are these two connected? Right. And I find that helpful. So. All right. Anyway, Space Contagion. Althea Sadik had barely finished positioning a new slide on the microscope stage when the evacuation alarm bled, reverberating through Northward Point, 
Red alert, someone shouted behind her, as if distinctly red-colored lights flashing across the research lab's metallic counters didn't communicate just that. A more helpful response would have been what red alert meant. Snarky. her memory. What had the company official said in orientation? Red signified a breach in the ice sheet? A fire? No. Inclement weather. That was it. The radio had been crackling about brewing Arctic storm all morning, and Northwood Point was finally being evacuated. Mm. Two storms had blown through the base, and in four weeks since the Thea arrived, but neither had a, uh, required a evac. This weather system must be unusually dangerous. Sounds like it. Uh-huh. Anything? Any reaction? Uh, I mean, the, the premise is interesting, and the writing didn't really do much for me. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, let's just, uh, I don't want to spoil... Uh, yeah. Ooh, chapter... Uh, part four is called The Grave. So things aren't showing what Toby thought might be her first bit of foresight since landing. Dylan refused to leave Sil- uh, Sullivan and the doctor without transportation. The result was a very crowded ride to the drilling okay. site. Anything. I'm going to read this. Are you? Yeah, you monster. You're, gonna, you're, this is, you're making an official commitment yeah. to the, all the books. All right, all the books listeners uh, and viewers, please hold Eric to reading Contagion by who again? Uh, by Aaron Bowman. Aaron Bowman. She's written something else, though. I Aaron don't know. Bowman's uh, Contagion. Uh, Aaron is also the author of the Taken trilogy. The Taken trilogy? I don't know. I, it must be something else. Vengeance Road and Retribution Rails. Okay. So, there you go. She All lives right. in New Hampshire. Hey, hey, neighbor. Well, neighbor to me, back home. Like, oh. my neighbor 20 years ago. Yeah, I was just going to say, how long has it been? Leave me alone. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's me now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you get in the game? All right. Well... I am a sucker for these uh, hard case crime uh, imprint. Are you familiar with the hard case crime imprint? Yeah, I'm not feeling comfortable putting that image on the screen, but here it goes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Well, if you're not familiar, the hard case crime imprint takes books by... Talk about this faster. <laughs> <laughs> takes books by uh, you know, legendary authors. This one that I'm looking at here is by Mickey Spillane. But it takes some things that were maybe published under a pseudonym or things that were never published in their lifetime, or things that were published and never got much attention. Right. And it puts them out in a nice, noir, uh, usually sexy cover, as Eric yeah. is uncomfortably uh, no, it's pointing fine. out Just this hurry one. up. <laughs> uh, and this one, this one was released to coincide with the 100th birthday of Mickey Spillane. Uh, it was writ- finished just before his death in 2006. Uh-huh. So here is the synopsis. A tarnished former cop goes on a crusade to find a politician's killer and avoid the 45 caliber slug with his name on it. Uh-oh. A pilot forced to make an emergency landing in the desert finds himself at the center of a struggle between FBI agents, unsavory fortune hunters, and the local Indian tribe to control a mysterious find that could mean wealth and power or death. Ah. Two substantial new works filled with Spillane's muscular prose and the gorgeous women and two-fisted action <laughs> the author prose. was famous for. Topped yeah. off by an introduction from Max Allen Collins yeah. describing the history of these lost manuscripts and his long relationship yeah. with the writer who was his mentor, his hero, and for much of the last century, the best-selling author in the world. Yeah. So this is mostly The Last Stand by Mickey Spillane. The prose is hard drinking. It has a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a, smoker's, a yeah. smoker's growl. A liver like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Uh, and Muscular it, al- it also includes the novella A Bullet for Satisfaction. And oh, I yeah. don't know why I pronounce novella so weirdly. Yeah, or bullet. Yeah, um, you're right. So I'm not going to sit here and say that. Oh, say bullet that with your name. That would, oh, take like, a, that would take a lot. Like the man with the golden gun. Well, like somebody like sitting down and like you have to write their full name on a bullet. Okay. It's just going to take a while. All it's right. very thoughtful is what I'm saying. All right. This is chapter one of The Last Stand by bullet Mickey Spillane. With, all right. Mickey Spillane. Chapter one. The Belmont Hotel was really jumping. Yeah. Everything had happened so fast. How could just one death raise such a commotion? Mm. Maybe it was just this mid-sized city. 
maybe it was the way people reacted to these things, or maybe, maybe was he was Kennedy. just a damn big man, so oh. that any way you looked at it, something big had happened, and big things have to be handled in a big way. <laughs> we pushed our way through the mob. The reporters didn't waste any time making the scene, looking like flies seeking a dead animal to light on as they headed for the stars. A couple of uniformed police were having a hell of a time keeping the press boys back. I walked hell up to the detective in charge. Where? Upstairs, Captain Dexter. Second floor, room 224. <laughs> After answering me, he removed a handkerchief from his pocket and wiped the sweat from his forehead. Yeah, you'd have I to. motioned for one of the detectives with me to take over, to give the guy a break. We skipped the elevator and took the stairs. When I opened the door of room 224, my partner, Fred Jenkins, was already there handling things. He walked up to me and gave me a tired smile. How's it coming, I asked, already knowing the answer. Not much to go on yet, Captain. It'll be a tough one. The guy had his share of enemies. Any of them could have taken him down. He was a big one, all right. All right. Yeah. Feels pulpy. Feels old. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was at a gym. Did you? Because it was so muscular. Yeah, Yeah, I understand. I understand. Do you want me to keep talking about it so you have to you're forced to leave this uncomfortable picture up? Or should I stop? All right. I'm not. I'm fine. Oh, you are. The human body is a beautiful. All right. The book I've got. All right. I am still alive by Kate Alice Marshall. So there you go. We've got Contagion. We've got notes from my captivity, and I am still alive. Even looking at the covers is like, hey, YA. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Everything okay? Sad? That's Sad a, covers? I don't know. I mean, here you go. Uh, yeah, I like it. Just lonely wilderness. Yeah. People seeming like they're dying. Oh, this kind of does the uh, the summary thing like Contagion. Okay. All right. Oh, this says it's Hatchet meets The Revenant. Ho, ho, ho. Infused with fierce, undaunting girl power. And oh, a S.A. Uh, Bodine. And a bear. Author of The Raft. No, that's that would be The Revenant. Oh. So when you say it's like The Revenant, you're, I think you're assuming there's a bear. Oh, I Let's see. find out. Uh, after and a small bear after oh. Jess is alone her cabin is burned to the ground she knows if she doesn't act fast the cold winter will kill her before she has time to worry about food she should climb in a bear but she is still alive for now okay before Jess hadn't seen her survivalist off the grid dad in over a decade <laughs> but she was still healing from the car crash that killed her mother when she had to move her cabin to the remote Canadian wilderness okay just as Jess was beginning to get to know him a secret from his past oh. paid them a visit they were just leaving her father dead and Jess stranded they were just clicking after with only her father's dog for company oh boy Jess must forage and hunt for food build shelter and keep herself warm some days it feels like the wild is out to destroy her. But she's stronger than she's ever imagined. Jess will survive. She has to. She knows who killed her father. And she wants revenge. I think I speak for everyone when I say, just tell us if the dog lives. Yeah. That's yeah. all I want to know. Yeah. Well, the book is called I Am Still Alive. Maybe mm. I Am is the I dog's mean, name. The dog. Oh, that's yeah. true. Come here, I Am. Yeah. 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 You could find out that the narrator the whole time was actually the was dog. Was the dog. Yeah. Pretty good. That'd be a good twist. I'm alone. You know what? If that's a dog narrator, I'll read it with you, buddy. I'm alone. I don't have much food. The temperature is dropping. That could all no be a dog. No one is coming for me. Could be a dog. Uh, it will be winter soon, and there are so many ways to die out here. Yep. If the cold doesn't get me, the hunger will. Yep. If the hunger doesn't get me, the cold will. Or some wild animal. Or those men will come back. But I'm not dead yet. And someone should know. Someone should know what happened. So I'm writing it down oh, as best I can. Oh, darn it. Until he started writing, that yeah, could have been the it dog. It could have been the dog, oh, but it's a person now. That is disappointing. Thumbs. That and is pieces. disappointing. Because the way it's in my head, all tangled up. Yeah. There are two beginnings to this story. Mm. One of them is on the tarmac in Alaska. The other standing on a lake shore with the rain falling on me like mist. The okay. cabin's timber smoldering, sullen and red. I'll tell you both stories. What happened before my father died and what happened after. And when I'm done or when I'm too weak to write anymore, I'll leave this notebook where the cabin was. If someone comes looking for us, for me, maybe they'll find it. 
So if you're reading this, I'm probably dead. But for a while, oh I gosh. survived. That poor dog. My name is Jess Cooper, and I, I am still am a dog. alive. As, but still alive. <laughs> wow, good for that dog. I'll good probably read that. that dog. You will? Yeah. I like those kind of stories. It's like sci-fi, right? How else can a dog write? <laughs> That's stupid. Um, no need. There's no need. To no, I, I'm probably going to read that because I it started with the my side of the mountains and the hatchets and whatnots. Yeah. But I like those kind of books. Yeah, you got me into hatchet. Now I've read all of Brian's saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm better than you. Hey. <laughs> all right. Why don't you get on to something that's like really weird, like just a, just a strange book from a strange author. Okay. All right. My final pick for the yeah. sexy hey, new book club is... No TV stars who then like transition to movies. Okay. Well, uh, Ooh, you could do a TV star who has like a band who's done musical CDs. That's okay. I can do that. Yeah. So as long as it's a TV star who also has a band, yeah. I can. Okay. Provided they weren't in the X-Files. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I have no other options. Yeah, I have right. to discuss, uh, Miss Subways by Robert DeCunny himself, David Duchovny, everyone. You, what Robert? I don't get that. Uh, Emer is just a woman living in New York City who takes the subway, buys ice cream from the bodega on the corner, uh-huh. has writerly aspirations, and lives with her boyfriend, Khan. But is this Khan. life she lives the only path Sorry. she's on? Sorry. Taking inspiration from the myth of Emer and Kuchulian and featuring an all-star cast of mythical figures from around the world, David Duchovny's darkly funny fantasy novel, Miss Subways, <laughs> is one woman's trippy, mystical journey yeah. down parallel tracks of time and love. <laughs> okay. On the way, Emer will battle natural and supernatural forces to find her true voice, power, and destiny. destiny. A fairy tale of love. Okay, oh, sorry. Right. Fairy tale of love <laughs> lost and man? regained. <laughs> Miss Subways is also a love letter to the city that enchants us all. Uh-huh. Cleveland. Just kidding. It's New York. <laughs> it's New York. Yeah. David Duchovny has also written a book called Holy Cow and Bucky Effing Dent. And The X-Files, Mulder's Big Adventure. Mulder's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah. It's a, y- it's a YA. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Here <laughs> we go. All Part right. one. We have a little uh, pre- Quote, here it is. Even now I can sit in the subway and look up at the ads and close my eyes, and there's Miss Subways. She wasn't the most beautiful girl in the world, but she was ours. Albert Einstein. Koch. No. Oh. So that one's relevant because that's where the... It's a subway girl. Miss Subways. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Subway girl. Here we go. Living in a subway car. On March... Sorry. Sorry. On March 20th at 6.30 p.m., Emer Gunnels sat on the Lexington Ooh. Avenue IRT line subway deep below Manhattan, hurtling down the future, hopefully making a stop at 96th Street as well. Mm. What? That's where you stop? Yeah, but it was, I don't know. You don't know what's there? I don't know. Yeah, it's Thirsty? A weird, it's a lame joke. It was kind of a dad joke to make. Huh. She tried to avert her yeah, gaze a young from man. any she man. She didn't consider herself beautiful, but she had something some men sometimes liked. Something, sometimes, some men. Like she was in on the big joke. A blue-green refraction in her eyes of some charismatic, universal, light-hearted, melancholy, like she saw things at a distance, a gently ironic remove. She dabbled in yoga. She could sometimes be found on a Stairmaster or a stationary bike. She was a New Yorker. Listen, if if this is just a novelization of the newspaper comic Kathy, just say that and I'll read it. Okay. But you don't have to go all around. Let me look at the next thing. All right. Act. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. Uh, Paragraph two. Here, in the simulated <laughs> captivity of a subway car, it seemed that the male imperative to gaze unapologetically at the female was a creepy game of chicken. Huh. The man spreading lip-licking 
<laughs> yeah, I, these were men who would never act this way <laughs> up in the disinfecting light of the street. But yeah. down in the subway, confined, these same males reverted to a kind of primal, almost prison-like dominance-testing behavior. Sure. It's, a, it's like a big game reserve underground, she thought. Huh. Every day down here was like a new Stanford experiment. I don't know. Well, you like Woody Allen movies. Yeah. There you go. You think this is like a Woody Allen movie? It, it feels like he's trying uh, to write a Woody Allen I character. I feel like he's trying to write. I think. It feel, I feel like he's trying too hard. Yeah, well, I didn't say it. Just it, was, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel natural at all. Yeah. It might. Like, it might settle in once you get yeah. there. But What's that new show by the Gilmore Girls person? The Mabel? Miss Maisel? Yeah. Marvelous Miss Maisel? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't tell you anything about it. I'm just getting I'm all that kind of vibe. I'm sorry. Maybe David Duchovny's just a very quirky person, and he's just putting himself into these pages. Could be. Could be. Maybe he's tired of being yeah, stared at like he's on a game preserve. I don't like this. I feel like reading this might make me not like David D- Duchovny, so oh. I don't think I should read it. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Get over yourself. I don't yourself. know. I didn't like it. Yeah. I just feel like not not working. All right. Not working for me. Well, one of us is lying, and the truth is out there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was an easy one. I feel bad for that. Yeah, it I was. Apologize it was. You didn't even try. You didn't even try. So, all right. So, you're not going to read Miss Subway by David Duchovny? Probably not. My wife probably will. She loves David Duchovny. The first one was what? The first one today was Macbeth by Joe Nesbo. No, what was the second one? The second one was The Last Stand. You're not going to read The Last Stand? I don't know. I might. Okay. But they call the X-Men lose their powers and stuff. Yeah, I know. It's annoying. Yeah. They really don't don't treat Rogue with any respect. No, they don't. As a character. Absolutely not. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of... Yeah, I might be. I might read Last Stand because I like the hard case crime yeah. imprint, and I might read Macbeth. I'm two for three. Okay. I'm probably gonna read well, two me of too. Those. That's what I said. Well, I might read the third one. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna read whichever one of those. those my You're not gonna read. I might read all three of them. Well, then I'll read four of them. Maybe the mood they're in is the mood I'm always in. Mm. So mm-hmm. dark, boy. No. Yeah. I'm kidding. I know. Gosh, yeah, it's a really funny joke. Oh boy. All right. Why don't um, you? Let's move on to some library news. Yay. All right. Well, I can tell you that the book clubs are currently reading mm. Cuckoo's Calling by mm. Robert Galbraith, who is also J.K. Rowling in real J.K. life. And coincidentally, uh-huh. uh, J.K. Rowling is also J.D. Robb, who is also Nora Roberts. Yeah. All the same person, yeah. folks. Who's also R.L. Stein. You're here. Yes. You're yeah. hearing it here for the first time. Yeah. So. Yeah. R.L. Stein is uh, Kil- Kilroy. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I feel like we should point out that none of that's true except for J.K. Rowling is Robert Galbraith. Right. That's the only thing. Yeah. I'm Kilroy. Cuckoo's Calling, first Kilroy. of the Cormoran Strike books. Uh, so please join us for the book club on that. That Kilroy. is going to be led solo by Miss Kate, the children's librarian, who is a big J.K. Rowling fan. She's a big Harry Potter fan. Let's see if she uh, can stay She's at read J.K. these. Oh, she has. Okay. She's read them. Yeah. I feel like, that, I feel like yeah. these books. So if you want to join the book club yeah. but don't like me personally, this is really the one to go to because... Mm. I will be visiting huh. the Cohocton Library on Finally, that day. a book club I can attend. No, I'm not reading this. <laughs> no, which <laughs> one September am I September 5th, everyone, 3.30. Eric and I are going to be leading a book this club one. together on A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolls. Yeah. When is this? Late September. Okay, good. I got time. The very next <laughs> book club we're doing is Blue Heaven by C.J. Box, and that West one is Virginia. set for August 21st. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, what about you? Anything you want to mention? I'm reading uh, A Gentleman in Moscow. Are you really? For the book With club. me. No, That's I haven't started yet, but yeah, I'm going to read that. What's the other one I'm signed up for? Well, maybe I'm not. Somebody else signed up for The Dead Zone, but I'm still going to read it. Yeah. That's our You Halloween also read. signed up for One Shot, the Jack Reacher book. No, that Lee doesn't Child. seem right. You did. did that. I don't did know you do why that you... I, I, I didn't. Boo. You just signed up for it. Uh, No, not much. I mean, we've got like... 
school starts and then we're going to have our program. So right. like programs will be starting back up after Labor Day. So we're we're just planning around some stuff. But Great. we're showing Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah. Uh, which I weirdly liked. Yeah. So, the seventh. We're showing Sherlock Gnomes September seventh. Okay. So I guess that's kind of some news. <coughs> yeah. Hey, am I losing my voice? A little you bit. Wish. You why, why wish. Would I and wish then that? this podcast could be all yours. Why would I wish that? And then I'm I'm uh I'm your Roz. Hey Jesse, it's Nick. Eric's losing his voice, so come on back. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't mind being Roz. You wouldn't? No. Huh. Are you Ryan? Am I Do what? you have that kind of wit? Yes. Do I have the wit like Roz? Uh, no, I guess I'm more, uh, you know, the uh, brother. Gil. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kenny. <laughs> St- Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Roz. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who's that? Good. That's. Who am I thinking? I don't know. The, the Star Trek fan. I don't know. Yes, you do. I'm sorry. I haven't seen Frasier in a long time. My wife and I are watching Cheers, though, Ugh. and we finally got no, to the I'm, Frasier sorry, episodes. Nice. So it's pretty fun. I I'm love sorry, Cheers. I You're crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry. And on the note of Eric not liking Cheers, hey, we I'm say sorry. so long. Hey, I'm sorry.